This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner is Charlie Daggs, okay? He was a middle manager at a manufacturing company. He wants to break free, and he won the $100 I give out every Monday. For your chance to win, simply subscribe to the podcast on iTunes right now, and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove that you did it. Coming up tomorrow morning, Top Tribe, we hear from Matt Gallant. His supplement company did 280 grand last month. Here's how. Okay, Top Tribe, good morning. Again, I've got my coffee this morning, cuddled up, about to get deep with our guest today, who you're really gonna love. His name is John Colgan. He's the founder of CellBreaker.com, an NC Idea Grant recipient of 2013 and a 500 Startups Accelerant in 2015. Here's a little fun fact. To talk about CellBreaker, John was the last scheduled interviewee with Diane Sawyer before she retired as ABC World News nightly anchor in 2014. Here's a funnier fact. John hasn't brushed his hair since the seventh grade. And as a lifelong entrepreneur and former UNC ethics debate captain, John's mission is simple. Give consumers confidence to veto bills they don't owe. John, are you ready to take us to the top? Let's do it. All right, let's have some fun. Okay, no hair brushing since the seventh grade? No hair brushing. I woke up, uh, I woke up one one balmy August morning, ready to go back to school, returning from the summer break, and I put a brush to my straight hair, and it curled right back up, and it's basically stayed that way ever since. I'm gonna put a picture of you, and I'm gonna like I'm gonna like Photoshop in a comb in the show notes at nathanlacka.com forward slash one three one. I want to get a, I wanted to get a shot of that, but let's get into let's get into cell it's cell breaker, correct? Correct. Yep. Help me understand what that means. Cause if you were reading that and you didn't know what it means, you'd think it's like in the healthcare space. Yeah. So we don't help uh, break people out of jail cells. It's not a healthcare startup. <laughs> cell breaker uh, is a, is our sandbox brand that we launched to test a larger concept. But specifically what cell breaker does is helps people get rid of cell phone contracts. They don't want get rid of cell phone contracts. They don't want. And are you specifically in charge of taking people from T-Mobile and going to AT&T or you'll take people any direction they want. Yeah, so one of our one of our unique differentiators is uh, a consumer could come to Cellbreaker, get rid of the contract, pay no termination fees, and they don't have to sell their soul to the devil. They they retain consumer choice throughout, so they don't have to they don't have to say to T-Mobile, I'll switch to you if you pay off my early early termination fees, for example. Interesting. Okay, so then break down the revenue model. How do you make money? We charge 35% of what we save uh, the customer, which uh, consists exclusively of early termination fees. Okay, I want to get a real example of this. So I am, I'm currently on Verizon. Um, I want to switch to AT&T. Verizon says, well, Nathan, if you're going to cancel your contract, you've got to pay us 300 bucks. I then call Cellbreaker. What happens? So uh, we keep data on all of the wrongdoings uh, uh, that Verizon, you know, recently did. AT&T recently did all the major carriers. 
Um, these are small incremental changes that most people don't notice because not only did you never read your cell phone contract to begin with, but you don't monitor it on a monthly basis. So we, we know the most recent thing Verizon did that allows you to get out of the contract with no fee. So we have that ready to go. You come to us. Uh, we generate a demand letter based on data we pull from your specific account, and then we manage the process thereafter, basically um, just communicating to Verizon that I caught you, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assert my right to leave the contract with no fee. Well, wait, how doesn't Verizon have really smart lawyers? Don't they make sure they don't have any Katyas? Yeah, unfortunately, Verizon's really smart lawyers have to follow the, uh, the law that arises from the contract that they authored. So what we do is give consumers a really efficient way to enforce the contract as written. Ah. So, so as long as the law uh, in question is the contract that they wrote, it doesn't matter how smart Verizon's lawyers are. Got it, got it, got it. So a guy like me who doesn't have time to study that old contract and find a loophole, you're going to do that for me and save me time. Exactly. I see. Okay, so again, it's 300 bucks. That's what you're essentially saving me. What do I do? I pay you 100 bucks? Yeah, so it's 35% of 300. Uh, you, you, pay the, you pay the 35% up front, and we have a uh, no ETF guarantee, which basically says if, if we don't do what we say we're going to do, you don't pay us anything. Okay. So in October, so last month, how many cell phone contracts were you directly responsible for changing? So in October, it was kind of a, a wonky month because we're in the process of transitioning from Cellbreaker, which is our sandbox brand, to a new brand, Vito, that's actually going to be vertical agnostic. So we actually didn't take any new orders in October, but I can give you the most recent uh, normal month. Yeah. Uh, which month was that? We, so this would have been this would have been August of 2015. Great. Yeah. Give me those numbers. So we saw we saw about 13,000 users pass through. Um, and we were on track for a $13 million annual run rate. Okay, so you, you processed, if you sum up all the 35% fees, you, pr you captured about a million dollars from, from those 13,000 people that were switching. Right, that was, our, that was our pipeline revenue. We don't realize the revenue uh, immediately when you place the order. We realize the revenue when we fulfill the order. So that's the way we do the accounting. But we, yeah, we track pipeline revenue, and that's how we get to the annual run rate. Okay, so in September... 13,000 users, you found the contracts, you helped them switch, at least start the switching process. They paid you a, a million dollars altogether up front. And then you actually, and that's your pipeline though. You can't, you, you actually get that or accept that revenue on your income statement, like for taxes and things about how many months after the fact of when it started. It varies, but I can give you a range. Uh, the, I would say the normal range is 90 days. Okay. Um, the determinants, uh, they're responsible for the variation are how quickly the carrier will just sort of settle the case, um, how many steps we have to go back and forth in the chess match. Um, so th there are there are a number of there are a number of factors that determine the turnaround. But the the customer, our user of our platform, is done in precisely seven days. Okay, so, so we basically take it from there. So what's the fall through rate of the million bucks from September? Will you actually capture all million, or do you will you only get nine fifty or nine hundred or something? So once an order is placed, once we once we realize that pipeline revenue, uh, we actually don't have a whole lot of fallout from there, okay. um, and that's based on that's based on our success rate in fulfilling the order. Um, what is the, the success we, rate? Hundred percent. Okay, so it is a hundred percent. You never you have never lost trying to switch someone from ATT and Verizon or whatever. 
Yeah, the only the only exception to that is, especially early on when we were figure, figuring out what our model was going to be, we would occasionally issue refunds if somebody said, okay, like that's not what I thought I was getting. So we would improve our messaging and give those refunds. But when a customer was on board, uh, we've never actually lost a case. Okay, got it. So you, you study these sell contracts all over the place. Which carrier is most unfair in your opinion? Uh, I would say I would say the highest density of hatred for a carrier would be Sprint. <laughs> Define density of hatred. Is that just your support tickets well, they, coming in? Well, so uh, so more people hate Verizon, but Verizon has a larger customer base. Their and denominator so fewer, is bigger. Yeah, fewer fewer Sprint customers, but more of them hate Sprint. Well, I wish you could help me sue the hell out of Verizon. I mean, big league, because when I upgraded to the iPhone six, they made me get rid of my unlimited data plan, which, as you know, is a big deal. And they know they're screwed if they don't get me to switch off that plan, because that's how they're going to make all their upselling revenue in the future decade or so. I mean, are those con? And I said, I'm like, someone's got to be suing Verizon for this. I mean, they have to be. Are there loopholes there? So it used to be the case back in the day, the, when I say back in the day, precisely pre-2011, um, a lot of times if you're dealing with a big consumer service company like Verizon, chances are there are potentially thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of uh, pissed off Verizon customers for the exact same reason as you. And so prior to 2011, it was possible to, to band together, form a class action lawsuit and use a state consumer protection law to uh, to invalidate parts of the contract, if not all of it. In 2011, the Supreme Court of the United States basically um, issued a ruling that said the Federal Arbitration Act preempts state law, and so it all but shut down um, the efficacy of class action lawsuits in the case of things like cell phone contracts. So to answer your question, yeah, there are probably lots of people wanting to sue Verizon for the exact same reason, but the chances that that's going to happen as a class are slim to none. Got it. And people, it's not worth it to do a one-on-one. Well, that's, that's actually, that's actually where we come in. So imagine, imagine this is the, the scenario I like to illustrate. So imagine uh, Verizon, you know, they open up the curtain to their home one night and they look out and there's, there's one guy uh, standing there with a pitchfork holding a torch and he looks pretty pissed off and that's kind of scary. And that's sort of like dealing with one attorney for an entire class of, say, 100,000 people. The alternative would be he opens the curtain and there's like 100,000 pissed off people holding pitchforks and torches. That's way scarier. And so that's actually what we, we, we manufacture. We make it efficient enough for you to pursue your claim individually, um, which is way scarier, way more costly for Verizon to deal with. They don't have one set of attorneys to fight with. They have you know, however many customers we have. And for you, the benefit is uh, quicker turnaround time. Class actions take several months to years to resolve. Um, but the biggest is you keep the lion's share of what you're entitled to. You don't get a check for $8. You get a check for, say, $300. Got it. And do you guys have a lot of competition with cell breakers? I mean, I imagine this is a space a lot of people are trying to help consumers in. So there's a lot of interesting activity in the category that I call justice as a service. Um, it's, it's a, it's such a new category that there, there aren't really, there aren't really a whole lot of direct competitors who are in the same space going after the same segment. Um, the companies that are in the space all kind of started with a different segment and we've, we've all said publicly that we intend to eventually overlap with our competitors, but currently no, there's a company out of San Francisco called fixed that started going after uh, parking tickets. So, uh, they would, they would help you dispute your parking ticket 
They've since moved on to speeding tickets. There's a there's a company called AirHelp that helps you um, get compensated whenever uh, the airline does something like lose your your baggage or your flight gets delayed or canceled. If you're entitled to compensation, they they handle that process for you. And so we're in the consumer contract space. Got it. Well, Top Tribe, I'm going to link to all those competitors John just mentioned in the justice for service, which I, I love that term, John, um, in the show notes at nathanlacka.com forward slash the top 131. And guys, we spend a lot of money putting these show notes together. They're time stamps, so you can easily go over episodes. The links are all built in. The resources mentioned, they're really quite amazing. So go check them out. NathanLeka.com forward slash the top one, three, one. Now, John, as you're building this empire, if people want to follow you personally online, is there a place they can do that? Yeah. Easiest, easiest place to find me would be on Twitter. Uh, my, my handle is just, uh, John Colgan, or you could, uh, you could catch me on my blog, uh, which is FredoParedo.com, and I'll shoot you that URL so you could put it in the show notes. That sounds great, John. Now, before we get into my favorite part of the show, tell me real quick about the team. So you guys are doing about $13 million annual in terms of a forward-looking 12-month run rate. Have you guys raised capital? Yes. How much? Uh, just under 300000 to date. Okay, and was that a convertible note or was that equity? Uh, it was all convertible. Okay, was that from 500 startups? In part, yep. Okay, very cool. Are you guys looking at, I mean, at the run rate you guys are doing, you, you must be extremely profitable. Uh, yeah, whenever, whenever, we get the, whenever we get the deals, we close the deals at a very high profit margin. Um, the thing that capital uh, becomes interesting for is expanding to other markets beyond just cell phone contracts. We've, we've had a lot of success with Cellbreaker in terms of getting the messaging out. Um, customer acquisition isn't super difficult at the scale that we're at. Our next move, we're launching a new brand called Vito, which is going to be vertical agnostic. So basically, any sort of buyer's remorse you have either currently or, say, in the past three years, chances are we can handle that dispute for you and put money back in your pocket. And so to handle, to handle that and to scale that, we'll need to raise more capital. Got it. Got it. How much do you guys think you'll raise? Uh, we haven't opened the round yet, but uh, we're thinking something in the one and a half million range. And what do you? Th- and you'll do equity, I imagine, right? Yeah, that would be an equity round. Do you have a guess? Do you have a cap? You guys, I mean, a a a valuation you guys are aiming for? Uh, we don't yet. Not yet. Okay, you, th- you think it's going to be above or below ten million? Uh, if we if we hit our our run rate numbers, if we stay on track there, it'll be above ten million. Okay, Top Tribe, do not forget your chance to win 100 bucks right here on the podcast every Monday. It's very simple. You just subscribe to the show on iTunes, and then once you've done that, text me to prove that you've done it. My number is 703-431-2709. Subscribe now and text me to enter. 703-431-2709. Top Drive, one of my favorite tools that I use to pump out great blog content and to really hire growth hackers on demand is Growth Geeks. It's a great tool. I use it for my blog, for my images, to help with the podcast production. And I worked out a great deal with the founder because he was on the show. Go to growthgeeks.com forward slash the top to start a free trial right now. Again, growthgeeks.com forward slash the top. Yep. Great. Well, hey, listen, I wish you the best, man. We're about to get into my favorite part of the show. Do you know what's next, John? What's up? Dude, it's time for the Famous Five. Are you ready? All right. All right. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, 
one I read recently I really like, Zero to One by Peter Thiel. It's a great one. Number two, is there a CEO that you're following or studying right now? Yeah, I'll give you one you've probably never heard about. Okay, hit me. A uh, guy named Sylvain DeFour uh, runs a, a, a little-known um, consumer photo app called Photoswipe. Really good guy, guy I, I know and trust, and he's just I, – I like I – like, I like what he tells me uh, behind closed doors. <laughs> okay, good. Number three, John. Uh, is there a favorite online tool that you have, like Evernote? Yeah, so uh, so I'm much simpler. I like I like just speed and just getting things done, and I'm also visual. So I really like an app called Gyazo, which is G-Y-A-Z-O. It allows you to very quickly capture whatever it is you're looking at and then share a URL to that. It's very, it's very useful oh, for great. a number of applications. Great. We'll link to that in the show notes at nathanlacka.com forward slash the top 131. Okay, John, number four, what's your situation? Are you married, single? Do you have kids? Uh, I'm married with a kid. Okay, so true or false? Are you getting eight hours of sleep every night? Uh, H, no. <laughs> yeah, I would say, I would say that, I would say that at, at most I'm getting six hours, but that's of interrupted sleep because the baby wakes up every couple hours to eat. Yep. So, yep. yeah. Okay. Last question here, John, how old are you? Uh, 30. Take us back 10 years. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? Yeah. So I really like this one for kind of like the evolution of, of, Cellbreaker uh, and, and my past startup um, advice that one of my co-founders gave me one time. He said, play the strength of your hands, not the strength of your bank account. So basically, a lot of times when you're, when you're building an early stage startup, um, you know, your ambition outstrips your resources. And it takes a lot of courage and a lot of boldness to make the decision that, that you know will in the end be the most effective decision, but it's the decision that puts you the, pushes you the closest to the cliff. So it's like in poker, you don't play how much money you have in the bank. You play the strength of your hand and, and how much you believe in the strength of that hand. John, I have had a lot of really smart people on this show, even back in episode 129 with Tim Draper. He's raised over $10 billion, the first VC in Silicon Valley, invested in Elon Musk. I like your quote the best out of everyone I've ever heard. I love that. I'm going to repeat it. Play the strength of your hand, not the strength of your bank. Did you learn that from somebody or did you make that up? Yeah, no, actually, that came from my, uh, my, my co-founder, Jules Hill. Uh, he's actually younger than me, but he's, he's wiser in many ways than I am. Okay, I want him on the show, and tell him I'm going to copy the hell out of that quote. <laughs> okay, I'll let him know. All right, John. Well, hey, man, from, again, launching the business and now growing to well over a million dollars in monthly revenue, helping people get out of contracts they hate. John, thank you for taking us to the top. Thanks a lot, David. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday. Yesterday, Top Tribe, you heard from Amy Schmittauer, where I flat out asked her, Amy, why are you running a membership site instead of building software? 